This is CliffCentral.com. What's up, everybody? You're Maraza Law, a.k.a. Mr. Kwan, a.k.a. P-L-I-N-T. And you're listening to the Unplugged Radio Show, 12 to 1 p.m. every single Thursday on Cliff Central. It's too short, like me. You heard Maraza's too short like him. Thank you for tuning to Unplugged and In Charge. We're back again for the shortest hour of the week. You know what it is every single week we come to you with Unplugged Conversations with young people from around the country doing really, really cool things. Um, today, like, like, like it always is, guys, we never do this thing alone, man. It's always me and my, my, my homie. Uh, where's that guys in the building? I want, I want you guys, before I introduce, before I let Weza speak, guys, I just want you to tell you, ask yourself something now. I don't know if you guys are drive, if you guys drive, or if you guys watch TV, I'm pretty sure you guys do both. But if you haven't seen Dal Direct ads or billboards, now I don't know if you guys are living in a cave, or if maybe, or if maybe you drive blindfolded. Which either way, you must stop doing that because if you haven't seen this guy on the on the uh, on the billboards and on the TV, you've been sleeping. What's happening, Wizard? Yo, yo, yo! Everything's good this side, man. Everything's good this side on the billboard side of life. <laughs> 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 on the billboards, on the billboard side of life. For those of us who are not on the billboards yet, that's what the show is for, man. We want to inspire you guys to to, yeah. to be the best versions of yourself. Um, another another um, uh, another thing that I would like uh, you guys to take part in is. Uh, just hit us up on social media. You know what I'm saying? We we are available uh, to to take part in conversation with you guys. Uh, you don't have to be in studio. You can hit us up on WhatsApp on uh, uh, 079-748-2090. We'll have a conversation with you there. Or you can hit us up on Twitter at cliffcentral.com. You can get hold of me at V underscore the everything on Twitter. And you can dial Weza directly uh, at Weza <laughs> that guy. You, know, you see what I did there? You see what I did there, man? You got you to give it up. You got to give it up sure for that. Well done, well done, well done. Uh, man, what a crazy week it's been, man. I haven't been on air for the last week, so yeah. I'm, I'm happy to be back, bro. I'm happy to hear my voice in my headphones. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'm, and I'm good, it's good to be chilling back with you, bro. How's things been? Yeah, man. Look, things have been really great. I just came back from Sun City. Living at the palace, you know, lifestyle, mm, you're my mm, lifestyle, mm, you're my mm, lifestyle, mm, you're my mm, life. It was really cool. Um, what, what was really cool is really just, um, you know, um, getting involved with whatever we were doing that side. It was really just like a customer centric, okay. con- um, uh, conference, you know, those. This those is still part of, of being the Dal director. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still part of all that, that, That's crazy that stuff. Cool. Um, That's but cool. it's, it's really cool. But, um, yeah. other than that, um, uh, what else did I do this week? Oh, oh yeah, we just came from the Mzanti Arts thing. Um, that also was really cool. I mean, we trying to open up the industry, building a platform, and young people were auditioning and so on. So, uh, so to everybody. Oh, was it, the, was it the first auditioning part? Yeah, oh, yeah, was, yeah, you told me about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, People, um, some some got golden tickets. Well, we call them black cards. Some oh, got, okay. Some, get, oh, yeah, black yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some got black cards. Some uh, were asked to come back again because we're having another audition pretty soon. But uh, it's really cool that we, you know, what we're trying to do is really just uh, uh, build a platform where young people can uh, exhibit their talent and then hopefully get scouted and they can actually find their way into the industry as well. Things like that. Yeah. That's that's really cool, man. I think mm. shout out to that. That kind of initiative really go a long way for. Hey, man. For we all. Always, I, I like when I chat with some of the guys. Mm. Who, um, when I tell them, "Hey, man, I want you to come on board," I always start the conversation with, "You know, I'm always on another mission to save the world." <laughs> and here's another one. Yeah, that's really good to hear, man. I think the more young people do, you know, the better we can we can make our our society. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've also been really busy, bro. But just been uh, handling the album stuff, so our yeah. album's done really well. Um, you know, we've had some big meetings with some fairly big corporates. Or when I say corporates, I mean like big companies, man. I've yeah. had a meeting with Apple. We've had meetings with different brands that are looking 
to yeah. get involved, you know. So I'm just trying to strategize that. Uh, so it's been it's been crazy. Um, if you guys have got the album, thank you very much. If you guys haven't, check out Yellow on iTunes and all digital platforms. Shane Eagle's debut albums, uh, really really done well. So that's been inspiring. And I know the music's inspiring a lot of people, which is really cool too, you know. So in a way. We also are just trying yeah. to just trying to change the world. I mean, you know? still, I think one of the most inspiring things about your story is that you guys didn't go the conventional route of asking big names to help you do it faster yeah. and sign your you know your wealth away, even if it was potential wealth at the time. But you didn't, you know, try to get this easy route and then just um, jump yeah. onto someone else's thing. And that sometimes happens with so many people. So I think that's still something that that really stacks stands out i'm you said that there's something you're looking forward to this week yeah man uh, we've got a we've got a big uh, we've got two big festivals this week which is pretty cool and then next weekend followed up we've got joey badass is uh, well joey badass is performing at rocking the daisies so we are mm-hmm. at rocking the daisies from the 6th to the 8th of october yeah. and then this weekend we're at makufe in, in bloemfontein and we at the 053 festival in kimberley which is pretty cool so we, mm. we're going to be traveling this weekend on the road um and shane's going to be wrapping his ass off filming <laughs> <laughs> but yeah what wes has said is very true man young independent artist young independent businessman anybody actually doing their own thing um you know Big ups to you guys, man. Take take your take your destiny and your future into your own hands. And you know, should it should you succeed, should you learn? Either way, at least it's at your own accord. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's that's always something to take positive. Um, that's take positive confirmation from. Another thing that I was actually also doing this past um, this past week is I was um, emceeing at someone's wedding. Now, how much money do you think is spent on a wedding? Like one wedding? Okay, it depends on what type you know, of wife you got. <laughs> You know, people normally, you know, splurge on the wedding. Yeah. Day. I mean, the venue's expensive, the, the dress is expensive, the food, the, the catering, the ring, and Dang. all that stuff. How much do you think, like, how much are you budgeting, Vaughn, before you say, yeah, no, I'm oh. getting married now? <laughs> how, how much, much do, you think? Okay. do you think you're going to spend just for that day? Ex, ex, excluding Lobola ne? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, knowing me, I'm probably going to have to pay Lobola, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I think, um, Okay, it's a bit of a that's a bit of a question I've never thought of before, but I actually mm. like the fact that you asked me that. I think uh, let me let me put it around okay, I think it'll be a couple hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Um I think a big wedding and something extravagant or like like I said all depending on the situation, but I think something big and nice would be around the region of between 350 and 500,000. Am okay, I Okay, 350,000. Yeah, um, maybe ma- max 500 is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah. That's what I would imagine. Cool. I still feel like damn, that's a lot of money. You're right. <laughs> for, to spend in one, one day. day. Ah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I relax, Joe. <laughs> yeah. So, this wedding I went to. Uh, no, yeah. The budget was 1.3 million. <laughs> 1.3 million Yeah <laughs> Imagine what Was that Was 350,000 just for you What <laughs> Hey look um, hey. You know we, we, we are gonna start Talking about Oh uh, okay We're moving up We're moving on up guys. But, but, on but up. it's amazing And yeah. these are young people I think sure. obviously It's because of their Family's connection It's yeah, old yeah. money And that type of stuff But I sometimes. mean still man That's a big amount Imagine 1.3 in one day Just like sure. That's I know. Unbelievable. <laughs> That's unbelievable, man. It's all just I for think, one day of entertainment. I think you sh- everything should be done before you spend 1.3 million. Now I hear you. Now we're talking. <laughs> that should be the I can blow this. Yeah. You know, we're not like ish now the house. Exactly. What about the whips? Like it's tricky now. But talking about talking about uh, spending so much money on entertainment alone, um, I thought we'd jump into something that I came across on uh, GQ South Africa. They were talking about Forbes top ten highest paid entrepreneur. Oh, sorry, paid entertainers of 2017. Sure. Which uh, 
you know, I, I'm pretty sure we would will, will, will guessed a couple of these names, but there was one or two names that uh, stuck out to me a little bit because, you know, if, if you can, people can spend 1.3 million rand on a single day of entertainment. Can you imagine what um, some people are making over a whole lifetime of entertaining? Because wow. entertaining must be probably one of the purest forms of, of work. Uh, you, yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you're in entertainment, Wiz. Are you? Sure. You're an entertainer. Um, you know, by by trade, you're MC slash um, you know, voiceover artist and sure. ad, the, the the ad guy. I mean, now you you know, dial direct. So there's a there's a there's a elements of entertainment to your to your job. And I think mm. uh, us on radio is entertainment. I think in the in the music industry it's entertainment. So we come from that space, you know. And I'm and I've been I've experienced um, that. No matter what a situation might be like in a in a in a country, people are always willing to spend on feeling better, you know. And this mm. is proof. I mean, look at the numbers that we're going to be talking about now. Um, coming so in at number, tenth. yeah, coming in number ten mm-hmm. is uh, LeBron James, sportsman, eighty-six million dollars he made in wow. twenty seventeen. That's and that's twenty seventeen. Oh, oh, this is for one year. That's twenty seventeen. Hi, my. Yeah, this is twenty seventeen, man. Twenty seventeen. <laughs> twenty seventeen, bro. And it's not even over yet. Remember, there's still three months left of 2017, guys. Hey, LeBron James surfing wow. in at 86 million at number 10. Number nine is James Patterson at 87 million dollars. So he's got a million more than uh, LeBron. And then we've got Coldplay coming in at eight with 88 million. Again, 86, 87, 88. Damn. Wow. Coldplay. I mean, I don't know if you guys listen just to Coldplay's some music. music. Yeah, really? just out there with their guitars, strumming, mm. strumming. But I mean, okay, fair play to them. I mean, that's very cool. Howard Stern. At uh, ninety million dollars uh, in 2017, and then one of the guys who I felt—I don't know how I feel about him right now—but I used to really like him, and now I don't know if I like him. Uh, the weekend at ninety-two million dollars. I used to like the weekend. Now I'm not sure if I like him because I feel like the weekend's one of those dudes that ah, oh, my G sold out. I feel like you sold. I feel like I want to tell him that one day, like, yo, bro, I feel like you sold out because I remember his first album and like the sound and the. And then, and then, like two years later, I saw him in like in like leather pants, going, "I can't feel my face when I'm with you." Look, and I was like, "I sh- this now." The the people with the money like it, so hey, but now see, he's got. That, that's the thing. Now ninety two million dollars hey, later. I feel you. Now you can look at me and be like, "I don't care, bro. I sold for a high price." <laughs> and yeah. I'm saying, so I know, man. Fair play, but I think yeah, there's a little. There's probably just a part of me that just feels a little like, ah, oh, man, could have just carried on. Anyway, mm-hmm. the weekend at number six with ninety two million. And then we've got Cristiano Ronaldo, man. Cristiano Ronaldo's jumped in here um, with... Let me quickly... I lost it there for a second. Oh, there we go. Cristiano jumped in in 2017 earning $93 million. Oh, $93. million, man. That is insane amount of money. But a footballer nonetheless, not only is a footballer, he's also... um, He's also dabbling in a whole lot of different businesses. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the cool thing with Cristiano is that he's decided not to just go after these endorsements, but actually to create his own brands. Yes, he so, has done that, which yeah. is really cool. So instead of the whole, hey, uh, Calvin Klein wants me to model in their underwear, <laughs> yeah. he decided, no, let's make CR7 underwear. There we have it. And then CR7 cologne, and he just literally just. And wanted, I mean, and mm. I mean, CR7 now is putting Calvin Klein under pressure because I mean, look at the brand he has, look at the power he has. You know, it's exactly. unbelievable. Mm. Um, and then obviously. Uh, He's always featuring is Drake at ninety four million dollars. Uh, just, just, Drake, just above Cristiano Ronaldo. Drake can't seem to stop making money. I, you know what I mean. Drake, I, Drake, Drake should have a line about how he, you know, he scores more goals than Cristiano at the <laughs> <bank>. You know. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, get the, get this podcast to Drake. Where's he got some advice? 
<laughs> Share this thing till Drake hears it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then number three was quite interesting. Um, I, I never expected. Uh, uh, I never expected this name, but uh, J.K. Rowling is in at number three with ninety-five million dollars. Wow. See, mm. J.K. Rowling still rolling it in. Eh? Do you know what I mean? Uh, J.K. I, wh- Rowling. What, what is she's rolling in the? I dough. mean, is is she still just writing? What what else? I, I think I think it is. I think maybe there's been uh, movies that have been um, yeah. you know shot off her books, which mm. I, I'm sure she gets massive royalty from. But but I mean, who who would have thought you know a writer would be in the top three entertainers in the uh, world making money in 2017? I'm sure there was someone back in the days who said, Ah, bro, what are you doing? I was just about writing. To writing. I get a real job. Yeah, rap. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so who, who knows, man? But there's the proof in the pudding. J.K. Rowling in number three, and just above her. Well, I say just above her, but there's about a ten million dollar difference. It's Beyonce, the Queen herself. You know what it is already. A hundred and five million dollars in 2017. One year. Man. I mean, what you made, what you did what, yeah, uh, with your life. I mean, <laughs> where you at? You feel me? Like Beyonce is killing us. Ten man. months, Beyonce. less than ten months. It's uh, and it's crazy dope to see two females in the top five. Eh? Yeah, that's that's really really dope. Wow, I think it's like she's making more than ten million a month. Ten yeah. million dollars a month. Yes, she is. Wow. Oh my gosh, bro. Times mm. that by thirteen. That's in rands, guys. Go figure. Don't get depressed yet. We're not done with the podcast. Um, okay, so, <laughs> so Beyonce in at number two with $105 million. And then number one, the man himself, can't stop, won't stop, Sean Diddy Combs, man. $130 million. Wow. P. Diddy. P. Diddy cannot stop. That guy is next level. I don't know if you guys have seen his documentary, Can't Stop, mm. Won't Stop. You'd probably really enjoy it. Yeah. You just see the, the absolute hunger he has, man. He's yeah. like a... He's obsessed. He's obsessed. He's like... He's next level hungry. He's next level driven. He's completely out of the box. I, I have a lot of time for P. Diddy. I think he's, um, he's a very, very important person in entertainment today. And he's proving it by the numbers. He's proving it by the results. And he's definitely putting out a good end product. And that's exactly why he's there today. You know what I'm saying? So if you guys want to get a little inspired, definitely go watch, um, some P. Diddy, uh, um, documentaries because, wow. yeah, yeah, it's actually really, really cool. I'm, I'm sure you would really like it, Wes. I know that it'd be up your alley for sure. Mm. Um, and then just jumping back to that number five guy, um, Cristiano Ronaldo Who's got 93 million dollars This year uh, As you mentioned before Weza He's not in the whole Endorsement game He's really bringing out His own cologne I think the says yeah, The 32 year old Professional footballer Has launched a new fragrance Called CR7 Adding that to his collection Of mm. millions of different Products that he's yeah. owning Right and it's important, I think, when you start to get some sort of hype that you use it in other ways too. And, uh, and that's exactly what he has done. He knows that, I mean, people like him yeah. and brands see that and brands say, Hey, look, I'll give you money. But if, 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 P, if they think that you can influence people to buy their car, then can't you make your own car and influence people to buy your car? But that's the, that's exactly, that's exactly it, man. That's mm-hmm. exactly it. We don't, and, and, and I was having this conversation with a couple of entertainers here in South Africa. I said it's one thing to sign a big contract and, um, be restricted within that contract. Let's say it's a big clothing brand. You must only yeah. wear this clothing now because they have paid you this much. In a way, over a couple of years, that the novelty of that big amount of money wears off and, the frustration builds in where you can't necessarily be yourself exactly and, and do what you want exactly, which is, look, it's give and take. You've got to weigh it up. If it makes sense, it makes sense. If it, But at times it doesn't make sense and people do it just for the money. Mm. And um, I would say exactly what you said, man. Partner with them. Open your own line. Express yourself. If you've got the brand power, if they come into you to push them forward, what does it say about you? What does it say you can do on your own? 
You know, if they're going to put 5 million into you, they know they can make 15. Doesn't that mean you can make that 15 yourself? Yeah. So it's these questions we need to ask ourselves in the entertainment industry. And I think uh, for any of us to achieve the level that these guys are on at the moment, we need to, um, we need to definitely look at what Wes is talking about, owning our own and definitely pushing ourselves to the places where, um, it might be uncomfortable and it might be scary, but we can get there. If we support each other and if we believe in ourselves, you know what I mean? And I think to believe in ourselves, we need to, um, want it really badly. So in that, uh, in, in on that breath, I want to sort of, uh, play you guys a little motiv- motivational clip, which, um, sort of, I don't know, when I listened to it, um, it, uh, it really motivated me and it made me understand how bad we need to want things for them to come true. So we'll be back right after this one. And the story is about, you guys have probably heard about this before. It was a it was a young man who, you know, he wanted to make a lot of money. And so he went to this guru, right? He told the guru, you know, I want to be on the same level you are. And so the guru said, if you want to be on the same level I'm on, I'll meet you tomorrow at the beach at 4 a.m.
man said, I thought you said you wanted to be successful. He said, I do. He said, walk a little further. He came, dropped his head in, held him down, holding him down. My man didn't scratch it. Just before my man was about to pass out, he raised him up. He said, I got a question for you. Somebody answered the question for me. He said, when you were underwater, what did you want to do? He said, I wanted to breathe. no basketball game you don't care what's on TV you don't care about nobody calling you you don't care about a party the only thing you care about when you're trying to breathe is to get some fresh air that's it and when you get to the point and when you get to the point where all you want to do is be successful as bad as you want to breathe then you'll be successful got to be willing to give up sleep son you hear that weza yeah man and that's very true hey most people just kind of want things they don't really you know want it bad enough you and see. i and i i think it's the same for almost all of us in many things i remember when i when i was studying chemical engineering and now i'm out there trying to do these auditions you yeah. know i just I remember sitting there and I felt like an intruder sometimes like I felt like I just kind of want this but the people here who are also doing this audition really want they, they really want mm. this this is all they got this is mm. this is you know all they relying on and with me I just felt like maybe I I don't know if I really want it but anyway I I would still think I'm doing my best and I would yeah. go through to the callbacks and then I wondered where why I was not going any further than that you know I wouldn't land the gig I would only almost get there mm. and not really quite get there and i mean this for instance this one that 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 is pretty much one of the biggest ones that have ever happened the the one that that we come from now yeah. the one that's out there and this live yeah. is probably the biggest one but i remember 
wanting it bad enough. This time I wa- I walked out and I felt to, and when I was thinking to myself, I said, wow, for the first time I really want something, you know, because yeah. sometimes we are too scared to, to declare to ourselves that we really want this because That's we're true. scared of the disappointment yep. that will come so you when we don't get it. it. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. uh, if, if I don't get it, well, yeah. you know what? I tried. No, this time I was like, it's not okay. Did you vocalize if I don't, yourself? Like, I have to get I, this. I, yeah, I'm like, I've got this. <laughs> I have to say, when I was sitting in the car, get brave. When I, yeah. after, even after the audition, I'm sitting in the car, I had to say, I got this, man. I feel you. This is mine. Hey. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you have to. You yeah. have to. You have to put it all on the line. Yeah. Put your pride on the line yeah. and say, you know what? This is mine. Yeah. I got this. There is no way they're not, they're not going to pick me. I've got this. I, it has to and happen. I mean, there are people who auditioned who are, who got 10 years experience. I don't care yeah. how much experience they yeah. have. I've got this. This time it yeah. was just for me. Okay. Shout you out. guys were just here to make the movie look like a movie and not <laughs> like a monologue, hey. but it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel you, bro. Nah, you deserve you deserve another horn for that. And I Thank think maybe you. in the next couple of in the next couple of years we might see uh, where's that guy on that t- Forbes top ten list entertainers. Thank you. Um, there's another girl in studio with us right now. We've got a we've got an awesome guest with us. Who's yeah. also probably aspiring to be on that list of. Ten of the richest 2017 entertainers. Right. Hopefully, yeah. uh, maybe we'll give you like into 2020 something. Maybe 20, <laughs> maybe 2018. Who are we to deny you? Cool, Deepo. How are you doing? We're joined by Deepo. I'm okay, man. How are you? Fantastic. Mm. Now, here's something interesting. I, I like to do this exercise, especially nowadays. Mm-hmm. This this first impression exercise. Oh my goodness. Cool. Uh, bec- uh, uh, what we're going to talk about real quick is that dynamite comes in small packages. Mm-hmm. But uh, before we get into any of that, um, let's just hear what is your first impression of Vaughn? Like you just walked in here, you seeing him for the first time. What do you think of Vaughn? Because apparently the, oh stats, the stats is our MIT did a study on this and they found that people make up their minds about you in the first seven seconds. Mm-hmm. So you've got about seven seconds to make a first impression. No pressure. And then, I'm just sitting in front and of then you have all that time after that to either try really hard to prove them wrong mm-hmm. or try really hard to uh, maintain that that <laughs> image that you just a- achieved in the first seven seconds. Yeah. So in the first seven seconds of you seeing this gentleman, what did you conclude in your mind about him? Cool kid. Cool kid. Mm-hmm. Really cool kid. Yeah. Like a Brom Lord. Uh-huh. Low key. I mean, <laughs> a Brom Lord. I feel like if I was to walk in the streets of Brom, I'd probably bump into you. Hey. Yeah. Looking like a Brom Lord. Not like, honestly. Yeah. Really cool kid, but chill guy, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe a little bit of an ego there. Mm-hmm. Oh, Not yeah. very sure. Okay. Uh, but yeah, really, really easygoing guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And what did you think about her? Um, I thought that uh, she's, I didn't hear you speak, mm-hmm. but I could tell that yeah. you, you're very well spoken. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just have, like, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. I thought you're very well spoken. Um, I think that you're confident and mm-hmm. um, I think that you have a nice sense of style. So that probably puts you in together and I probably, th- and then putting those together made me believe like automatically that, mm-hmm. okay, where you're from, you're obviously popular. Hmm. Ah, interesting. Mm. Compliments, thank you. No, yeah, thank no, you. No, 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 and, and, it's, and it is important that uh, that that we always hear about this gossip about ourselves. Mm. Yeah, because this this gossip is literally just uh, you know it's a mirror. I mean, if you remember, uh, we we always kind of bring it up that uh, when Timothy Maurice was here, he said that our life is like a three hundred and sixty degree mirror, mm. and so what we see outside is a re- representative of what we are showing the world. What we see and what people say about see us, us as, oh yeah. is what we have shown the world thus far. Mm. Where you are right now is a summation of all your thoughts, yeah. all your 
all your you know your efforts mm-hmm. are summed up in where you are right now in life and if you don't like it it's only because this is what you've shown us till now mm-hmm. and the 360 degree mirror yeah talks to the <laughs> it and it, it and at no point does it mean that whatever you see is a permanent picture mm-hmm. it's dynamic as you are dynamic so if you want it to change change you and it changes mm. so right now you get to hear about a first impression of what what are you bringing out into the world and if one says well from looking at you i see this 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 and this it means that that's what you are packaging out there mm. now don't hate von for saying you look like a cool kid when you think to yourself no i don't want to look like a cool kid i want to look like a church girl mm. <laughs> if that's what you're trying to go for you. then you need to try something else because mm. that's not what you Putting out right now mm-hmm. That makes that makes a lot of sense And I think that Yeah that is It's, it's probably a very true um, Statement where you say That uh, we actually um, Can see ourselves To some degree In the first impressions That others have of us Which yeah. is Which is Definitely. Yeah which is, uh, Yeah that's pretty interesting um, And uh, that kind of leads me to I don't know man I don't know, in, in other news In other news guys If you guys need Any psychic <laughs> advice Where's that guy Is not only a voiceover <laughs> artist He is also <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's also available to give you insight into who you are through the eyes of the people around you. A man with many talents. Come and let us see a man with many talents tell you all about your life. Oh man! T's and C's apply. <laughs> You're such uh, a voiceover guy. Brilliant, man! Brilliant. Yeah, but talking about voiceovers, uh, you also you also in that space, yeah, in the radio voiceover yeah. entertainment space. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing, where you want to be. Let's get the lowdown. I feel like you know what I can't tell you where I want to be now because you've already applied so much pressure by saying I want to see myself now on the top ten list. I'm like, <laughs> do I have to mention that? Do I have to mention that? Uh, but yeah, man, it started a long time ago, really. Uh-huh. Um, I got a radio when I was sixteen. And oh, wow. yeah, I was literally very, very young. I was literally the youngest person at the radio station. And I think what inspired me more than anything was my late father, who honestly always told me, because I was laughed at um, in primary school. You know, everybody didn't understand how I was so small, but I had such a huge voice. So I was constantly marked like, yeah, but you're so skinny, but your voice is so big. Yeah, wow. Yeah. You know, and I would... Um, go home all the time and cry. My dad would be like, you know what? You're different from all of them. And maybe my, one day you just might do something really great with your boys. Mm. And then when he passed on, I, I think I took it a little serious. You know, I was like, it's about that time I make him proud. But also now, because he was pretty much the breadwinner, mm. um, in the family, my mom is self-employed. It got very tough. Mm. And I think mm. I, I assumed the role then of being the second head of the household. Sure. And I was like, I need to help her. I need to do something. Yeah. And I went to auditions, you know, multiple auditions. And then one time I saw this audition at Mafiking FM and mm. I was like, let me go try this out. Maybe it's my big break. You're from Mufftown? Yes. I'm a wow. Mufftown kid. And it really was my big break. Cool. And that's when it, it just all started. Oh, fantastic. Started emceeing and yeah. What's your show it's, it's called on, on, on uh, Mafia Gang Campus? Are you still there? No, definitely oh, not. Okay, I'm in Pretoria yeah. now. Oh, I'm okay, in Pretoria okay. now. I was about to yeah. say because you came a long way from Mufftown to be on oh, this show. No <laughs> way. You want it no bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I moved to Pretoria for studies and then I joined yeah. Tax FM oh, as cool. a volunteer. Oh, so, so, so you're on Tax that's FM? Where, yeah, that's okay. where I'm at now. Fantastic, yeah. man. So you've got big dreams of gracing the mainstream microphones in radio houses. Definitely. I want to be as big as Gareth Cliff if I can. Yeah, here we go. There we go. Gareth, if you're listening, yeah, <laughs> Gareth just walked past. I'm sure he's waving in his heart. Yeah, <laughs> that's usually where he waves. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so, so let's just um, you know rewind a little to the time where you're saying you're growing up. Your mm-hmm. father had these great 
visions of where you'd be one day and he's telling you no one day you're going to do great things with your voice mm-hmm. and um then your father passes away and yeah. how old are you at the time i was 14 14 literally beginning of high school yeah so it was the hardest time for me it must have been i mean mm. at that time it's still the puberty stage you're tr- still trying to find mm-hmm. yourself as a girl mm. trying to understand where you fit in with the world mm. and then you know something like this just shakes your whole foundation in a way mm-hmm. and then now from from here what is the pressure like now to support your mom you said that uh you know she became now the new breadwinner mm-hmm. and 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 you wanted to to help out in that in that particular role mm-hmm. just just take us to, through that journey and how you were feeling in that time yeah. Let, let's yeah i'll tell you what though um i mourned but i think it was for like two minutes and then two i minutes. woke up no not literally two okay minutes, cool yeah it was quick for a very short time and then i woke up and i was like listen i can't keep crying because i'm gonna mm. sit here and i'm gonna cry and then it's not gonna it's not gonna solve anything you know in the end she is struggling she's not doing as great as she is now, to be quite honest. At that time, mm-hmm. she wasn't doing so great. So, you know, I, I think I just, I woke up one morning and reality sort of dawned on me and I was like, hey, you, you need to do something. You need to help us. So there was always that pressure to sort of be an overachiever, you know, mm-hmm. to not only then make myself proud, but make her proud and my dad now, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to work super hard in terms of academics and also my job. I would do a lot of shifts, you know, just to get, um, some extra cash. So yeah. it was, it was really, really tough, but, I think the one thing that I that I always thank her for is not applying that pressure on me though. I applied it on myself because I felt like I needed to do something. Yeah. So even now I'm just I'm just a very independent kid, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, I always I always try to make some money on the side to buy myself most of the things I have. Yeah. So I always just try to because there's a lot of pressure on her. Obviously, she is a single parent and she's a mother of two, so I'm just always like, you know what? You don't you don't have to buy that. I can I can maybe raise the money and do it myself. So mm. yeah, it's 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 been a little hard, but but I, I like working, I guess. So it's, it's, I think that's the beauty of it. I love radio. So I enjoy it so much that I don't even see it as a job anymore. It's, it's just, it's, it's sort of now a hobby. So awesome. I think that's why it's just not so tough for me anymore. And you say you went through audition, through audition, mm-hmm. not always going your way. Yes. How old were you at that time going to these auditions? Who was taking you to the auditions? Mm. And also what goes on in your mind? While you are at the audition, think, still thinking in the back of your mind, your dad is gone. Mm-hmm. He wanted you to be in this industry and mm-hmm. just, yeah, just tell us about I that. I went to my first audition crazy enough, literally, I think two months after he passed on and it was in Joburg. So I had to make my mom drive me there and <laughs> I woke up very early because Mafi Gang and Joburg are pretty, you know, big distance apart. So yeah. it's about four hours drive. Yeah. So we woke up very, very early and, you know, on the way I was just like, I, I kept telling, I'm going to make you really proud, you know, and I'm doing this for you. I hope you know this, you know. Wow. And we got there and I auditioned. And I think the saddest thing for me then was not getting the job because mm. it's like I lost my dad and then now I'm losing an opportunity. Mm. But I didn't give up. I was like, you know what, if, 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 if it's meant for me, then I'll get something else in the future, something better. Yeah. So yeah. Those, I was, those trips back to Muff Town were probably the longest. Mm. They were tough. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm looking at her like, I wasted your petrol. I hope Ish. you're not upset. But she, she, you know, she, she encourages me all the time to go mm. for it. So I think that's just the beauty of it all. She never, you know, mentions it to me and says, listen, uh, you went to an audition the other day and I paid a lot of money for you to get there and well, you didn't make it. What are you going to do about that? You know, mm. she's just very, all these easygoing and very supportive. So yeah. that helps. Yeah. It always helps having like a solid support structure at home. Mm-hmm. Um, even if things are tough, you know, um, mm. as long as you know, somebody, you know, close to you believes in you as much as perhaps you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and also doesn't, 
like you were saying earlier, I think that's really respectable from your mother not to apply pressure to you and for you to kind of kind of take it on your own shoulders. Mm. Um, you know, it says a lot about both of you. So, mm-hmm. um, it's pretty it's pretty inspiring story. I think a lot of people go through situations where um, they do feel challenged. Like, I mean, I can just imagine, um, you know, what it would feel like going through the loss at 14 and then still having to go through the disappointments of rejection in, in, mm-hmm. in certain um, castings and, mm. and, and, and auditions. Mm. It can just get a little bit too much. But it's what, what I find from you is that uh, you, you kind of find the strength in yourself and mm-hmm. within yourself um, that comes from a place of, I know I can't do this. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, you know, definitely. And I think, yeah, I think that's something that we can all apply to. It's like a strong sense of self-belief, you know? Mm-hmm. True, true, mm-hmm. very true. Um, it, it's, it is very important that one has that, you know, self-talk also mm-hmm. that says, you know what, my, it, my, my time is still coming. Yeah. You know, this was just not it yet, but it's still coming. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I have this, this, um, philosophy. I always have these philosophies mm-hmm. <laughs> that, um, you literally have to be in almost everyone's shoes before you are in the alpha male position yes. within that thing that you want. Mm-hmm. So I, for instance, I've, I've been the, the dude that almost went th- to the audition, but, uh, didn't go didn't because, know. because I thought, ah, maybe there are bigger people there or maybe something came up. Mm-hmm. I've been the person who went to the audition, got to the audition, looked around and said, ah, there's too many people here. And I left. Mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. the person who stuck it out all the way through, sat in to have a five, like 10 seconds in front of the camera mm-hmm. and then to be told, okay, cool. Thank you very much. And then next thing you're like, wow, that was pretty quick. Yeah. I've been the dude who, Goes through to the next round and then you're at the callbacks and then. And then it's bye bye. Bye. And then I've also been the dude who went all the way, got the job as an extra <laughs> to see how the main dude, um, Did does it. his thing while you're there doing your extra little thing, uh, on set. You, you, you're, you're amazed at everything and you're learning and, and, and so on, but you're not the main dude. You just have to watch the main dude, be the main dude. Mm-hmm. And you have to say, wow, one day when I'm the main dude, I'm not going to treat people like that. Oh, wow. One day when I'm the main yeah. dude, this is what, oh, this is what the main dude is allowed to do. Wow. Mm-hmm. This is cool. And then. Then after I've been all these people, like the, 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 let's say, let's say about two months after I was the, the, or maybe actually more than two months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like a, a while after, a couple of months after I was the second, like, um, let me say second in line, like the main dude. And then it was me. Mm-hmm. Then I got a main dude role. Mm-hmm. And now I knew how everybody here feels. I even know how people feel who didn't make it here. Mm-hmm. And it makes you a very well-rounded person. Mm-hmm. You can relate with many people. In, in like the people who are still struggling to get to where you are mm-hmm. and the ones who are almost where you are and the ones who are right next to you. You relate to everybody and you understand the, the journey and you understand the struggle. Mm-hmm. And it's just a beautiful thing. So Sometimes these other things are are part of it and mm-hmm. and it's you have to pass that particular milestone. You have to pass that gate to get to the next one. Mm-hmm. You can't get in the house without passing through the gates. Mm-hmm. It just happens that way. It's rare that you ever speak to anyone who's really made it very well and been sustainable within that space. And you say to him, hey man, how did you get here? And he says, now well, I just got the role. Yeah. I, I woke up yeah. one morning and I said, huh, it would be nice to like uh, be 
on uh, the Daily Show, mm-hmm. and then he said, "Hey, I just went, yeah, and I then am. I got it." Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. happen that way, mm-hmm. you know. Even Trevor's story. If you really are interested in Trevor, mm-hmm. go check him out on on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and you'll see that. Whoa! Before you knew him, this guy. He was a lot. Yeah, he was a hustler for many. He tried acting. Mm-hmm. Man, I even saw this other movie like that was just playing in a, you know, in the back streets of SABC mm-hmm. where Trevor Noah was acting. I'm like, oh, it's Trevor. But I realized it's a movie from way back in the day before anybody thought Trevor was anything. Mm-hmm. And he dies early in the movie. I thought he was going to be a staring mm-hmm. and he's just an extra that's going to die. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. That's Trevor. And Trevor has done so many things before he was who he is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting thing, when you read his book, you realize that after high school, he spent three years hustling in the corners of LX, LX, Man. the township, mm. selling fake CDs to taxi drivers. Man. That was the hustle. And, and yeah, he, for the first three years after high school, 1920, 21, mm-hmm. if you ask Trevor, what are you going to be? What is, what's your plan with your life? He didn't have one. He was mm-hmm. just here now. So, I mean, your your history or even your current situation mm-hmm. clearly does not determine where you're going to end up mm-hmm. because look now 10 to 15 years later he's got one of the most expensive apartments in the world he's got one of the most coveted comedy jobs in the world he's just doing well yeah he's and that's why i always really say well. though you know every mm. obstacle is meant to build you yeah you know yeah be sad about it, whatever but then pick yourself up and be like okay it's it's on to the next one now yeah you know, i can't i can't stay here and then be sad about it i have to do something else i have to do better yeah we can't linger on on on, on things right i'll just stay in one place definitely mm. what definite. are you studying llb are you studying law? Yes, oh. my second year. How many radio personalities have I met in my life that studied law? I mm. promise you, I, I, there are tons of them, man. Um, mm-hmm. Most recently, Robert Marawa also studied law. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people, uh, I feel like that study law develop really, really, really strong opinions. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, a lot, a lot of people that uh, study law in South Africa also, um, how do I say this? They become it's 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 not uh it's it's not a bad thing but they become very very aware of the injustices of the world and of South Africa and of the past and mm-hmm. they they become really really driven to change that mm-hmm. so i think it's pretty cool the combination between us being outspoken being on a platform and having the drive that will eventually you know, like form part of who you are mm-hmm. to make a major difference in in a country which probably needs it Sooner than later yeah. yeah So as a millennial With a really strong opinion Second year LLB Aye. You know what I mean And uh, someone who's also Quite outspoken And would love to Be the voice of something <gasps> In South Africa As you look at it Being a millennial What is that Something you'd like To have a voice for And to stand for What What do you see right now That you say Guys this needs correction And I feel like I want to be the voice for this Definitely, and this is because it's a very personal thing to me. It has to be woman abuse. Mm-hmm. I've seen it firsthand, and I'm not going to go, you know, into detail about it, but I have seen it firsthand. I've experienced it at home. I've, you know, experienced it myself. So it needs to change the way women are treated in general, and not only by men, but also by other women. It needs to change completely. Yeah. It needs to change. Mm-hmm. Because not only do men look down on women now, women are doing it, you know, to each other as well. So I think we need to respect each other, one. And also, you know, we need to, we need to, I don't know. I, I don't even know how we can get men to respect us anymore. Because <laughs> it's a lot. I don't even know. I think, uh, I think it comes from, um, just the small efforts every day. I tell, mm. I tell women this all the time. Um, I think 
I think, uh, you know, each and every single one of us have encounters with the opposite sex every single day, mm-hmm. right? Um, if the issue is lying with men, then I feel it is not... It is the responsibility of men to, to better themselves. However, it is also the responsibility of women to call out men should they be incorrect and should Definitely. they should they be out of line. So I think that there's, it's very important for um, you guys or females to, to never allow... When I say allow, I mean uh, to never accept mm-hmm. the ill behavior of a man. Mm-hmm. If you feel he's been sexist or he's been out of line or if he's been incorrect... Say, call him out. Don't allow it to continue. You yeah. know, and and whether what the result is after that is mm. is something to deal with then. But I don't think we should let things slide. That's mm-hmm. that's what I mean. You know, if if you're if you're been hit in a relationship or you're being abused, yeah, you leave. Up. You you leave. You need to leave. Up. You leave and cut it off, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, because you need to make those points and those stands that this mm-hmm. is not okay. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and that's why I normally say though, a lot of the times, you know, women cry victim and they say, oh yeah, but I'm going through so much, and it's like you're putting yourself through so much by yeah. staying in that situation. Yeah, get you out, know? get out. Yeah. Trust yourself enough to get out and 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 and, and you know make a. Make those hard decisions, but at the same time, mm-hmm. it's also responsible it's a responsibility of men to um, to just to just be better. Yeah. You know, men have to be better. We have to be better. Mm-hmm. We can't continue living in this way and 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 looking around at the world and thinking there's nothing wrong. I mean, come on, guys, we we have to be better human beings, and um, we need to work on 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 um on uplifting everybody. We yeah. need to we do, we need to make sure that we um our, that our intentions are pure and that our um actions and and reactions to to females are are not from a a sexist place. We mm-hmm. need to educate ourselves and those men that are awoke awoke and are educated in that space, they need to take the responsibility and say, "Okay, you know what? I'm going to take on this responsibility mm-hmm. of my own." Um, for my own, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, to make men better. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a, it's an everyday, it's an everyday thing that we need to work on. It's a process, so, really. It's a process, yeah. and every single time us um, young people get into a situation where we're confronted with something we don't agree, and we need to fight that battle then and there. Mm-hmm. Same as what we don't need to do with racism. Do Same think? that we need to do with sexism. Mm. You know, it has to happen. Um, homo- people that are homophobic We cannot accept people not accepting That we are a diverse, different um, nation mm-hmm. And people in the world You know, yeah. That's the problem all over the world This thing, mm. you know, this, 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 this woman abuse And, and, and racial um, and, and, and sort of racial injustice So I think that if you feel someone's been out of line Call Do them out right there call, call them out right there Make mm-hmm. it a thing, you know, make it a thing Don't be afraid of that There's yeah. nothing wrong with standing up for what is right Mm-hmm Cool stuff. No, very, very true. Now, on a lighter note, just a shout out to Nolutando Mbofu. She says uh, she's loving the show and she can really, really relate. Hashtag Cliff Central. Shout so, out. Thank you. Thank you very much. Shout out to you. Shout out. Cool. There's all, there's a lot of shout outs here, but, um, we won't get time to go through all of them. I'll mm-hmm. just like them on Facebook and on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. yo, thank you guys. I hit you with a like though. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm still that. I'm maybe that guy, but I'm not that guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Guys. So at this wedding that I went to, right? This mm-hmm. extravagant wedding. Talk to us. Um, I also met a photographer there who's really, really quite successful. How do you, how much do you think the photographer makes in a month? A photographer, you. a photo taker, just taking photos, printing, sending them to you on a USB. How much money do you think he makes a month? It hmm. obviously depends on how good you are, you know, um, how skilled you are. So, I don't know. Average it out. Try average it out. Average, maybe 15K. Mm-hmm. Okay, she says 15, 15K. How much do you think? I think it de- once again also depends, but um, 
I am going to judging by the fact that you're asking this question. You see, I'm taking a lot of things. Ah. <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, and I'm gonna say I would think a photographer, decent salary, successful, fairly good at what he does, good client base. Um, you know, is on the road quite often. I think he could earn between twenty five and thirty k. <laughs> All right, cool. So I don't think any of y'all are ready for this because this photographer <laughs> makes between uh, he averages at a hundred and a hundred and fifty thousand a month. That I'm doing wrong <laughs> What is it that I gotta do To be making this money that's, as well that's, that's really insane He must be charging 15, 20 grand a shoot yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. Well I mean He's probably he's probably fire But I will say something to you guys I I, I, I was researching something um, A while back Right Around the cost of CD sales Etc cetera, etc cetera. And um, I came across An interesting artist Called Nipsey Hussle Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are aware of Nipsey Hussle But he's he's not necessarily mainstream But he's pretty big in New York He's like a big Bronx dude He's mm. got cool flows He's interesting sort of rap character But he's an independent artist, right? Mm. Um, and Nipsey Look, when you drop a CD in the States You drop the tape Costs 99 Rand 99 dollars, 99 cents 8 dollars, you know, around there And converted It's around about the same price like 150, 160 mm-hmm. Whatever it goes for, right? Nipsey Dropped his album, didn't put it in stores, dropped it on the streets, and he was selling it for a hundred dollars. What? Wow. Yeah. He said he said, if you're gonna buy my album, I'm gonna sell it for a hundred dollars. I'm going to tell you the value of what I made. This is my art. And in him pricing it so high, it made it feel so much more exclusive. So he went out and and and, and, and not only did he sell the albums, but he Jay Z bought like ten thousand. Because Jay Z because Jay Z was like, Shout out to you, my dog, like I feel You're you. doing amazing. Like that's that that's that black power. You know, that's that uh-huh. like I'm 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 making a stand for this hip hop thing type thing, you know? Jeez guys, wait, wait, let's try to calculate this. <laughs> You're saying it's it's he sold it for a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars. So it was about one thousand five hundred like, rand. Um times times about fourteen, fifteen, somewhere there. Let's say we times it by fourteen just to be uh, conservative. That's a thousand four hundred rand. Yeah. And then you say Jay Z bought how many? Like I think it was ten thousand. Jay Z bought ten thousand of them. So Jay Z gave this guy fourteen million. Yeah, which is <laughs> like, like which, which is like what one one Whoa. million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, fourteen million rand. Something around like just like just, that. So that was ha- just that, because that was him. yeah, that was mm. him just saying you're doing well. Um, no, yeah, that's Jay Z saying like you know what? Uh, I see what you're doing for uh-huh. New York and for hip hop. You're making this thing exclusive on your own. So like, you know, shout out to you. I see the hustle and you went and bought like a whole lot of albums from him. I think the number was 10,000. Mm. But what, 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 what it relates to the, co- the photographer, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, I'm good. So I'm going to charge 30 grand to shoot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, um, there's a reverse psychology in the, in the, in the, in the charging for this thing, you know, mm. because when people pay premium amounts for things, automatically, subconsciously, they experience it in a premium way. Because mm-hmm. they've they've mm-hmm. made the they've made the sacrifice. Mm. Same as when you're booking an artist. Same as same as same as same as when you're buying really expensive things, mm-hmm. um, like a expensive bag or some expensive shoes. Mm-hmm. You know? And then you end up, you you, I mean, you you appreciate the smaller things. Oh, did you see the stitch on yeah. the inside? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, come on, guys, you just see? a stitch. But mm-hmm. you like these guys thought of everything, yeah, man. Like, you I mean, like, look at that. Look at that. <laughs> I mean, it's the same in the picture. Like you might get a picture that you paid a couple of pictures that you paid thirty grand for, and you might be like. Look how he timed the sun. Like, mm-hmm. look how he timed that rain. You know, that guy's like, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> but, yeah. but I, I mean, it goes back to that Picasso analogy and it goes back to the analogy of the dude who fixed the, um, the, the boat. Uh, I'll say it again. Um, 
there was this boat that that was stuck on the side of the uh, on the side of the um like it got shipwrecked on an island. Mm-hmm. These guys went on to the people who work at the island, especially the ones who work closer to the shore, and they said, "Hey, man, can you guys try to help us? Yeah. Our boat is stuck, and we're not sure what's wrong." Mm-hmm. All these mechanics tried to figure it out. They're working on it, fiddling on it. Man, a whole week went by. The boat still wasn't working. Mm -hmm. And everybody tried, but nobody could fix this thing. It's so, so problematic. Mm -hmm. And then... Just as they were trying to give up, um, someone said, Hey man, there's someone who lives on the other side of the, of the hill. Um, there's this guy who has like a mechanic shop. He's done, he's pretty successful. Mm-hmm. Let me try get him. Maybe he can fix this thing. So they went out, got him and he came, he, you know, the next day they, they found him. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, he came through and he said, okay, cool. Let me see what's wrong here. And he looked at the boat, looked at the boat, went inside and then he came out and he said, can I please have, um, a size 10 spanner and they gave him the spanner mm-hmm. he went back in and a little while later he was out and the boat was fixed and they were like whoa it was that was easy. that that was amazing mm-hmm. shucks um um how much how much do you want uh then he says well that will be twenty thousand dollars like what just twenty thousand dollars to fix a little bolt ah come on man yeah and then they said you know what we can only pay you this amount if you can clearly show on this invoice Mm -hmm. where you got how you got to twenty thousand dollars he says okay cool um line one fixing like i'm tying a bolt five cents knowing which bolt to tie Nineteen thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine and ninety-five cents. Wow! <laughs> so so that's the thing. That's sometimes the, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. The thing is, yes, I built it in one hour, but it took me ten years to build it in one hour. You're paying for yeah. the ten years it took me to get to the point where mm-hmm. I can do it in an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the that's business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I that's mean, business, and that's how it works. Just in know? conclusion, while I was chatting to this photographer, and I thought, wow, man. Um, he was having a conversation saying that, you know, uh, his accountant was telling him he's part of the top 1% of the country in yeah. South Africa in terms of people earning money. Mm. Um, and he was saying, yeah, but that's only because South Africa is a poor country. Mm. You know, in another country, you, you're doing okay yeah. if you're earning $150,000 a, a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, 150,000 right. rand a month. Mm-hmm. You, you're not, you're not really rich. In, in our country, you're rich because yeah. We not all that well because the country is struggling. You know what I'm yeah. saying. So mm. it's, it's it's perspective. Yeah. yeah, and what we need is not always um, new sossels and new escoms because that's what we think we need, um, and that's what our parents have been accustomed to. You get absorbed by a huge uh, corporation and you work for them, yeah, and that's how you get out of poverty. But sometimes, actually, we just need more of us to become these. Little photographers, little um, uh, voice mm-hmm. artists, and this and that and that, and own the space. Don't actually wait for yeah. somebody to employ you in the space. Mm-hmm. Own it and do something. Even if it is the odd 2,000 that will grow to 5,000, it will grow to 10,000, but own the space yes. and, and grow your little backyard garden. And I think in that way, that's how we will actually see ourselves um, improve the economy. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And support each other, support um, your fellow young people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. True stuff. Thank you very much for joining us it's been an absolutely fantastic time this is the shortest hour of the week Vaughn last words every single week it is the shortest hour of the week and uh, yeah, thank you very much for tuning in guys we appreciate your your support and uh, you know just keep keep 
keep vibing with us. We're gonna we're gonna be having a lot of interesting conversations over the next couple of weeks. Some really cool guests lined up. I know Sporkuz has been working on content. Yeah, so we, some big big people like from America, people yeah. who make people's dreams come true. I'm talking about Broadway. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> honest, real guys. We're, to- we're talking about real. We're talking about real real things coming up, guys. So I think yeah, stay tuned. It's gonna mm. be it's gonna be really cool. Uh, Dimpo, thank you so much for coming through. We really appreciate your time, mm. and uh, you've got a really inspiring story, and you're doing really cool things. Thank you. Um, uh, how can people keep up with you? Like, Share your social media handles and just the last words to people that you to people that you feel might be going through what you went through. Okay, um, on Twitter it's at underscore dimpo m. Uh, Instagram it's uh, um, underscore dimpo full stop m. And on Facebook I'm hardly on Facebook though. But if you do want to catch me there, it's dimpo baggy mokoto. So yeah, coming from me, man, it's been amazing. Thank you guys for having me. Um, uh, if if maybe you're going through some rough patches out there, remember though it always gets better. I always say you know with um, with with my kind of pain, the kind of pain. I felt, you know, losing a parent. A lot of people came to me and they were like, um, it's going to be okay. And I said to them, no, don't lie to me. It's not going to be okay. It's going to get better though. So remember though, it always gets better with time. The pain does subside eventually. Absolutely. Thank you so much guys for tuning in. Until next time, do your thing, man. Do your thing. This is cliffcentral.com.